Let's worship him. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on, worship the Lord. Go ahead, go ahead. Wave your hand before God. Wave your hand before God. Worship him. Thank you, God, for spirit and truth. Give God your praise. 
Lord have yielded the right of way, take complete control. We are humbled before you. Have your way. In Jesus' name we do pray. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God shall last forever. In Jesus' name, amen. just want to read one verse in your hearing from 2 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm just reading verse 4 from the Amplified Version, so ably read by our dear brother earlier, uh, Minister Miller. But verse 4 in the Amplified Version reads this, uh, for even though he was crucified in weakness, yielding himself, yet he lives resurrected by the power of God his father for we too are weak in him as he was humanly weak yet we are alive and well in fellowship with him because of the power of God directed toward you for the next few moments I want to talk from this theme depleted but not defeated this is part two Come on, give God a praise if you believe it. You may receive your seats in the sanctuary. <clears throat> I have, and as I have said over and over again, hey, Brother Gillespie, God bless you. Good to see you back there. Amen. Uh, I have frequently said, and, and, and will say repeatedly as I seek to encourage you in the refreshing of your spirits, I have said over and over and over again that life will take a toll on you and you will get tired. Let me say it again. Life will take a toll on you and you will get tired. Not you might, not some of you, not somebody who looks different than you, but you will get tired. Now, I am a huge James Cleveland fan. In my younger days, I did my best to sing all of his songs. But there was one song where I kind of felt like James was uh, uh, prevaricating the truth. James Cleveland, who is really the, the godfather of gospel music, had that one song, I Don't Feel no ways tired. <clears throat> Lord, y'all, that, that was my jam. I love it. I love it. But, but, but there was something wrong with that. Because as much as I love it and I love his message, I love what he's trying to get to and the essence of his word, the truth is, really, everybody else feels bad but you. That's what you think. The reality of our life is this. You have to know that being tired is normal. And I want to say this to you. This is going to be, this is going to hurt your feelings, but don't, don't be upset. Really, if everybody else is spent, what makes you special? It's okay to be tired sometimes. 
And, and here's my good one. Tiredness is not a failure of faith. Okay, I, I know what I'm saying. The, the reality is that you have to realize that life will drain you. Matter of fact, anybody who's ever had children have been drained regularly. And now your grandchildren are draining you. <laughs> You, you, you have to know that life will drain you. Your employment can drain you. The work you do, you may love it and still leave there drained, tired. You may feel like I did good work today. I've helped a number of people. I've assisted people in the crisis of their life or I've helped people make their life better and yet leave there because you have given out so much of yourself, so much energy, depleted, tired. Um, I'm, I, I, many of you know the name Fannie Lou Hamer. In 1964, Fannie Lou Hamer delivered a famous speech. Um, at that speech, even Malcolm X was in attendance. It was at Williams Institutional CME Church in Harlem, New York. And it was done to organize to support the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party's congressional challenge. Here's what she said. She said, my name is Fannie Lou Hamer and I exist at 626 East Lafayette Street in Ruleville, Mississippi. The reason I say exists is because we're excluded from everything in Mississippi but the tombs and the graves. That's why I say it's called that. Instead of the land of the free and the home of the brave, it's, it's called in Mississippi the land of the tree and the home of the grave. She said, she begins to tell her story about having been beaten, about having seen shots fired into the homes of friends and neighbors. She tells her story about nearly being beaten to death. So much so it would be that whooping that would later be part of the cause of her death. She said, uh, and you can always hear a long sob story talking about America. You know, it takes time. She says, for 300 years, we've given them time. And I've been tired so long, now I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. You, you have to know that getting tired is normal. Being depleted is normal. I bring this up for you because I want you to be encouraged in the fact that some of what you have felt and experienced is not that God has abandoned you. And that some of the times when you thought you were the only one going through, you are not. In different ways, everybody is experiencing the same thing. And now post-pandemic, we all are going through this crisis and the coming out together. Everyone dealing with it in their own way. Matter of fact, since I am a preacher, I want to say it's biblical that even God's servants get tired. 
Exodus 17 tells the story of Moses and the, and the people of Israel with Joshua fighting the Amalekites. And when they're fighting the Amalekites, they are in battle. And the Bible tells us that as long as Moses kept his hands up, they were winning. When his hands went down, they started losing. And the Bible says, but Moses' hands got tired. And they put a stone beneath him. The Bible says that Gideon and his 300 men arrived at the Jordan, Judges chapter 8. And when they got there, they were crossing over. And here's what the, how the Message Bible put it. The Message Bible says, and they were bone tired. They weren't just tired, they were bone tired. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 21, the Bible tells us a story as David goes to Ziklag and finds everything destroyed. Then men go to pursue after those that have taken over and taken their families. And the Bible says, and they came and 200 of them being too tired to continue stayed on the other side. Let me, let me drop one on you that, that, that you know well, but you know it from the King James and New King James. The Message Bible in Psalm 6 says that the psalmist said, put it this way, Psalm 6, verse 6 and 7. Here's how the Message Bible translates that. I'm tired of all this. So tired, my bed has been floating 40 days and 40 nights on the flood of my tears. My mattress is soaked and soggy with tears. Let, let me help you here. You, you have to know that there are times when you get tired. Isaiah chapter 40 gives us that prophecy of hope. And you, you know, we, we, we read it, uh, you know, even the youth shall be weary and the young men shall live on. But, but, but let, me read, let me read Isaiah 40 from the Message Bible for just a minute. Isaiah 40, verse 27 through 31 says, Why would you ever complain, O Jacob, or whine Israel, saying God has lost track of me? He doesn't care what happens to me. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. He's creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out doesn't pause to catch his breath, and he knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired. Yeah, yeah, went over somebody's head. That was your shout, you didn't even know to get you happy. I said he energizes those who get tired. He gives fresh strength to dropouts. For even young people tire and drop out. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall. But those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and then they don't get tired. They walk and then they don't have to lag behind. Jeremiah has a prophetic dream in Jeremiah 31. And here's what God says. He says, I'm going to do something special for God's people. And here's what he says in Jeremiah 31. He says, I'll refresh tired bodies. Look, 
if you don't do nothing else, you ought to hit yourself in the chest and say, he's talking to me right now. He's talking to me right now. I'll refresh tired bodies. I, I'll refresh. I know here. And then, then the next part of that same verse said, and I'll restore tired souls. Somebody ought to say, he's on my street this morning. I got a tired body and a tired soul, but thank you, God. I came this morning to get my refreshing. I came this morning because I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I need my soul restored. I need my tired Body restored. Woo! I love it. I love it. I love it. Here it is. Here it is. He, he says, uh, he says, you gotta understand something. That God wants to, to refresh you and to help you and to assist you. And God realizes the limitations of the human body that you reside in. He realizes that's the body that's frail. That's the one that gets sick with diseases. That's the body that has knee and hip and joint pain. That's the body that gets the headache. That's the body that gets feeble and tired. And I just want to help. So in Romans 8, Paul says, I, I learned some things about God. He says, meanwhile, the moment we get tired, Romans 6, verse 26, he says, meanwhile, the moment we get tired. Let me talk this side over here. That side ain't help me yet. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired, it seems to indicate that it's a fate complete that you're gonna get tired. Because I wouldn't say the moment we get tired if I didn't think you were gonna have a tired moment. And if you tell me you haven't had any tired moments, I'd either tell you there's something wrong and we need to get help, or you're a liar. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. He said, meanwhile, the moment we get tired, in waiting on God's spirit. He said, look, God's spirit comes right alongside of us. Helping us along. He comes alongside of us to help us along. Matter of fact, he comes alongside of me to help pray me through. What you mean, Reverend? He says, even if we don't know how to pray or what to pray, it doesn't matter because he does our praying in us and for us, making prayer out of wordless sighs, out of aching groans. He knows far better what we need than we know ourselves. He knows! depleted but not defeated C come on back now I'm going to register this sermon I'm going to be done in just a moment watch this he, here the apostle says I, I've, I've done some things I've been through some stuff I've got some people that don't like me and I've got some physical ailments I can't conquer he says but, I, I, but I've got I've got this undergirding principles in me, these principles, this, this kind of ethos, this kind of way of processing life and thinking about my journey. I, I have a way that I do that I think might assist you. I got a way that I got some things that I keep in my head when I'm going through. I got some stuff that I hold on to when, when things are not looking good. And, and the reason I hold on to these 
principles, if you will. The reason I hold on to them is because they help ground me when the earth all around me is sinking sand. It, it becomes like Christ, the solid rock I stand. I have something that I can embed myself into. Something that I can hold on to to remind me of who I am when the world has tried to destroy my remembrance of the grace and goodness of my God. When life has tried to take me down a darkened path that I cannot see my way clear. When death and struggle and depression have tried to ruin my spirit. I got something to hold on to when people are talking about me and criticizing and condemning and complaining about me. I've got some principles that I hold on to. I got, I, I got three, three embedded ideological principles. I, Three embedded ideological principles. I, I feel like preaching in here today. I, I can't. Three embedded the ideological principles. I, the first of which is this. That God is on our side. God is on the side of the oppressed. Don't let nobody fool you. God is on the side of the oppressed. Which said God is on our side. If you're going through, God is on that side. God is on the side of the oppressed. I, I'm not talking about color here. I'm not talking about racism, classism, sexism, or any other ism. What I'm talking about is God cares about those that others deny place. God cares about those that others deny living conditions to. God cares about those who are sleeping outside instead of inside. God cares about the homeless, the helpless, the hurt. God cares about the lost, the least, the left out, the left behind. God cares. And so and so. God is on the side of the oppressor. Jim Cohn wrote that book many years ago. And it still wells true that God cares about those whose backs are against the wall. <sighs> Let me see if I can say it another way. God cares about those who are the faces at the bottom of the well. I know. I'm not hey, listen, listen, listen. That's the first principle that he has in his mind. But, but the second principle, which is like unto the first, is that that God gives strength to the obedient. <laughs> God gives strength. That's what Isaiah was talking about. God, God gives strength to those that are willing to trust him. God gives strength to those who are willing to live for him. God gives strength. You, let me help you here. You, you think you made it on your own? The only reason you're here this morning is that God's been giving you strength. 
when you felt like you couldn't go another further, when you felt like you didn't want one more treatment, you don't want to see another doctor, another shot, you don't want to take another pill, you don't want to go through no more, don't want to ask anybody else anything, when you thought you were going to throw in the towel and wave the flag of surrender, the only reason you went back to the next appointment, the only reason you went to the next treatment is God gave you the strength because he was healing that natural body so that you could and run on and see what the end was going to be. God has been giving strength to the obedient. Would you do me a favor? Just look at somebody. Don't take your mask off, but just tell him, don't give up on God for he won't give up on you. Point over Adam said, don't give up on God. He won't give up on you. Don't give up on God. He won't give up on you. Don't give up on God. He won't give up on you. Don't give up on God. He won't give up on you. Somebody at home, don't give up on God. He won't give up on you. Set it down. I got, I got one last one. I got this one. And this one, I, 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 you know, you wouldn't normally put this at the end. You want this be up front so you can shout at the end. But I'm going to shout on this anyhow. Because I wanted you to know this. That here's what Paul t has undergirded in him. Because see, it's not good enough for you to just go out with a shout today. And still have to deal with what you have to deal with. I need to help you understand something. That God will give you strategy to face your opposition. Went over your head. You know, you let me have it again. See, see, it's not good enough that God is with you if you still got to face something by yourself and you don't know what to do. But the God I serve will give you a plan of action and tell you how to get out the mess that other folk are trying to put you in. That'll show you where the ditch is that they dug for you so you walk around it and never need to fall. The God I serve will give you a strategy. Let me, let me, let me drop three, three, three pieces of the strategy. Three things, A, B, and C. God will tell you that it's time to intercede. And intercede, to when I say intercede, it's time to pray. Intercessory prayer. It's a buffer between you and what's going on. I rebuke that. I bind that. I curse that. I, I, I plead the blood over that. I'm interceding it. And I do that in the spirit realm. Y'all missed it, went over your head. See, some of you, I'm going to come back. I've got a sermon I'm, a series I'm working on, and I'm going to come back and do it real soon because some of you need to know how to take authority, kingdom authority, over the works of the enemy as he's trying to attack you. And sometimes you got to know when it's time to intercede. 
set up a buffer to build up a platform against the work. But then there's sometimes when you have to interrupt what the enemy is doing and break it up. Went over your head. See, the text we're reading here is the interruption. And there are times when you have to interrupt what the enemy's doing. That's why Paul said, don't make me have to come there and straighten it out. Because I will not be as nice as I've been in the past. Because there's some things at certain times you got to take authority over. Not just in the heavens, but on the earth realm. And you need to tell that devil, I'm about to interrupt your plan. It's time to cut it out. Break it up. I ain't playing no more. You want a toy, you better go to toy school. But I ain't your toy. I'm here. I'm breaking it up. But then I got to leave you. And I wish this was easier. But there are some times when you not only have to deal and, and intercede, which is to buffer. There are some times you have to interrupt, which is to break up. But the third part of it is there are some times you got to internalize, which is to bear up. Ah, let, me, let me see if I can make this clear. There are some things you're going to go through that you can't change. And you have to get it over it and realize there's some stuff you don't have control over, but God's grace will help you bear up underneath it. Yeah, you, you didn't get that. You didn't get that. It went over your head. See, you didn't plan certain things to happen, but if they happen, I got to deal with it now. And now I need God's grace to handle it. You didn't plan on getting cancer, but since you had to have it, now you got to deal with it and bear up underneath it and say, God, you're my healer. I'm not going to lose my mind because my body's acting up. You didn't want your loved one to die, but now that they're gone, you can't bring them back from the dead. You've got to bear up and say, thank you for the time that I had with them. There's some things in life you've got to internalize and say, God, give me the grace and your grace is sufficient for me that in my weakness, then I am strong. Somebody give God a praise. Somebody give God a praise. Somebody give God a praise. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Paul said, I prayed three times about it. And all I got back for an answer was my grace. You ought to look at somebody, just tell them, I'm living by God's grace. I'm shouting in God's grace. I'm dancing in God's grace. I'm speaking in tongues in God's grace. I'm going on in God's grace. It's not my goodness. It's God's grace. It's his grace. It's his mercy that brought me through. I'm living this moment because of God's grace. Go ahead and give him a praise. Go ahead and give him a praise. 
let me let me tell you this you ought to give God a praise in your seat any way you want to take 30 seconds and just give God your best praise because you know you're living in God's grace right now come on and give him your best praise clap your hands open your mouth just give him your best praise Over your soul, I want to extend an invitation right now. 
that you come and give your hand to the preacher and your heart to God. I extend an invitation. You can come no matter where you are, if you're in the country and you're able to watch this or around the world, I extend an invitation to you as well to become an I member of the fellowship. I want you to give your give a, your heart to God even through this church here and decide to become a part of this fellowship. We have phone numbers you can call, you can email us, or even right now, if you want to inbox us on Facebook or YouTube, inbox us, we're monitoring right now and become a part of the fellowship. I love you with the love of the Lord. I love you with the love of the Lord. Hallelujah. This is a good time. This is a good time to trust God. Hallelujah. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed. I saw some hands going up in the sanctuary. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to the fellowship. Immediately after service, I want you to come over on this side over here and see these deacon and deaconess, and they're going to pray with you and uh, get your information. I feel the presence of God in this place. This is a season now where there's a deliverance anointing resting in the house. This is the season now when the waters are troubled. By that I don't mean danger, I mean as in the pool of Bethesda, where if you step in, you can be healed. And I sense the anointing of God moving through the aisles of this place right now. You to enter in. Just lift your hands in this place and receive of the Lord all over this place. Glory, hallelujah. God, we receive today. We're open to your anointing and your presence. God, somebody who came in today feeling down. I pray that they leave feeling encouraged. I seal this word into their heart. I speak against anything that would deny truth from entering their minds and their spirits and permanently affecting them for your good. Thank you, God for your anointing. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for lifting up our bow down heads. We give you glory. We give you all the glory. We worship. We
So you know what we're shooting for. So you know if you say, well, I got $300, you know, we, we, need, we need that and then more, all right? So don't, don't, don't go low when you know we need to go high. Hello? Amen? So I'm going up. We're going to, okay. I don't know why I said that today. Because I wasn't intending to say it. It's not in my notes. So I'm saying it because God is going to bless somebody in a special way during this year. And there's something you're supposed to do. And you're going to remember you heard this. Because when you get the exceedingly and abundantly above blessing, you're going to say, I'm going to bless my church because I got my breakthrough. I'm telling you, I won't even be shocked. It could come from one or two individuals. I will not be shocked because I've seen what God can do. So get your offering ready, whatever God lays on your heart. Notice how we don't really press this. So get it if you send your, if you're doing by Cash App, by Givelify, or in the case if you're not here with us, by mail. The Cash App information is there. The the it's I think it's dollar sign Shiloh NL. Again, I remind you, make sure you at Shiloh New London. Because they love a lot of Shilohs there that really will be glad if you bless them. But we'll be more happy if you get it home, amen. So hold your PDA up, hold your checkbook up, whatever you're going to give. Hold your envelope in your hand as a sign of agreement. God, we give now, not grudgingly, not of necessity, because we know you want a cheerful giver. We give from the heart to bless the house. But also, God, we give because we are blessed and we're planting seeds into future blessings. Return it to us, even now, and let your house be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.